It's just after 8 o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub with three locations. One on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the Strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non-invasive scan today for peace of mind. Visit pdcenterlv.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5744, 702-335-5744. Laborers Union 872, the builders of Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Ballpark, home of the Aviators. Promodirect.com, use K-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items order. Promodirect.com, and by William Hill. Race and Sportsbook, America's leading race and sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.us. So get ready because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. now. Uh, yes, it does. It is a throwback Thursday live PSBR Law Studios here in Las Vegas. Ken Thompson, Andy Isco, my good pal, Mr. DeCesar, are going to join me from the Westgate Superbook at about 840. And uh, get into some of the lines for a lot of the college basketball going on throughout the day is wall-to-wall college hoops. And we bring it all to you here at SportsX Radio 101.5 FM and, of course, streaming live on the Odyssey app. If you haven't downloaded that app, do it now, A-U-D-A-C-Y. PSBR Law Studios here in Las Vegas. Over $4.5 billion in verdicts and settlements the last four years. I got the update yesterday from senior partner Brian Panish. Strength by your side, the relentless pursuit of justice, the best in personal injury. May not need that number now, but may need it in the future. You know the 702 area code for Vegas, 830-9353-830-9353-830-9353. Jot that number down. Brian Panich, my good pal, he will be in studio one of these days because he's going to be in town for uh, probably about three weeks over the next two months. So it'll be good to see BP on a regular basis. Andy Isco, great to see you on a throwback Thursday. And, you know, last night after doing the show at Steiner's Pub, get home, watch a little uh, highlights of some of the games that I didn't get to see. Next thing I know, it's 2 in the morning. And then, of course, got to be up by 8, got to get rolling because those first games are rolling West Coast time by about 8, 8.30. Yeah, arguably... This is the best day of basketball, college basketball of the entire season because you've got, I think it's 32 or 36 games today, all of which are elimination games for a large part for many teams, for a number of them who are going to get at-large bids. It's not, but uh, we'll see what happens, for example, with the Big Ten. But it starts at like 8.30 in the morning, final game scheduled to tip off around 8.30, 9 o'clock tonight. Uh, As much of of an enjoyment as we get out of the NCAA tournament that will start, well, the full field will start a week from tonight. Uh, this day, when the final set of Power Five conferences and others get into action with some of the preliminary rounds uh, before the field start getting whittled down as they do over the next three days leading into Sunday afternoon. Uh, just a great day of basketball and uh, no shortage of surprises today either. And one going on right now, Thomas and Mack, although uh, UNLV trails in this game. They were in overtime. They're down one point to Boise State, 3.55 to go in the extra session. Thomas and Mack. 
Boise State could not miss Andy early on. They had hit 10 of their first 13 threes, had the lead, I, I want to say about 24-25. UNLV battled back and get a buzzer beater to put the game into overtime. Right now, 78-75 as Boise State comes down, gets another two. But Boise State, as hot as they were in the first half, could not can anything really from distance in the second half. UNLV making good on their shots. And uh, right now, uh, nip and tuck. And if Boise State blows this lead, AI, I don't think they're going to get in the tournament because there's a lot of teams right now on the bubble that are trying to survive. And if you blow a 25-point lead or whatever it is there to a seven seed and you're trying to get in knocking on the door, you just may not get there. Yeah, I know there's a lot of, or been a lot of talk that the Mountain West might get as many as four bids. I never thought that was going to happen. They may be fortunate to get three. It depends what happens. I mean, teams are playing themselves out of the tournament. Uh, Nevada with a costly loss today. San Jose continues to play extremely well as far as uh, uh, they're not expected to be a, a uh, you know, get a bid, but should they win the tournament, they get the automatic bid. Uh, Boise and San Diego State both in pretty good shape, but you're right. If Boise were to lose this game, and let's say San Jose were to uh, uh, do the unthinkable and win the tournament, you know, that could put Boise in jeopardy. I still have them in the field. I still have them in the field, even if they were to lose today. I think Utah State may have something to say with that in their game against New Mexico. Because I think a lot of people are thinking Utah State might now be that third team with Nevada bowing out the way they did earlier today. That's right. Nevada, the Wolfpack went down. Nip and tuck game, but a good one by San Jose State. And Tim Miles, coach of the year, inside the Mountain West, taking care of business with a nice win outright. And again, they'll play San Diego State. San Diego State, very fortunate to come away with a win today as well. They were the number one seed. And uh, they gut it out, and they get a win. And Colorado State played them very close. I actually played Colorado State's second half plus uh, five and a half points, and they end up losing by just a point. And a uh, real solid game. In fact, the last shot of the game from about 75 feet went off the rim, and Stevens just missing. Uh, another miraculous shot at Thomas and Mack, where, of course, he had several of those type shots, two in the same game against UNLV in an overtime win earlier in the season. Update, Boise State 78-75 at the free throw line at Thomas and Mack, 229 to go in the extra session. Again, the Rebels down three, and Boise State looking to add on. One game in the NBA going right now at the half. All Sacramento blowing out the Knicks, 69-53. Total 241 in that game, so still some work to do. Sitting at 122 at intermission. Everything else is final. Grizzlies roll over the Warriors, 131-110. Bucks win again at home, beat the Nets, minus 9.5. Brooklyn backers get the money, but the Bucks win at 118-113. Game still stays under the 233.5. Pacers at home. Win by nine over the Rockets, laying nine and a half or ten, so they do not cover. Houston backers get the money. Total two thirty six and a half. Game goes over, hits two fifty nine. Pistons at home get beat by the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets off that win at Madison Square Garden against the Knicks, make it two in a row on the road. One thirteen one zero three. They were minus three and a half in the in the uh, Motor City, and the game does stay under the two twenty six. Meanwhile, the Magic at home get beat by the Jazz. Utah wins it by a score of one thirty one one twenty four. They were actually four and a half point road dogs. They win it by seven. Total two thirty three. Game. Four Flies over, hits 255, 131, 124. On the ice, Vegas Golden Knights in action. They were in Tampa Bay, a wild game. 3-3 as the Knights give up a late goal, but they get the game winner in the extra session, and Vegas wins it by a score of 4-3 in overtime. Game's going right now. one nothing. Arizona in Tempe. 12.25 to go. Regulation against Nashville. They lead the Preds 1-0. L.A. Kings doubling up on Colorado inside the Motor City. Or I'm sorry, inside the uh, Mile High City. 4-2 to two is the score right now. The Kings leading the, the Avalanche 
I might have said Rockies. I meant the Avalanche, but the uh, uh, in the Rockies somewhere there uh, over in Colorado in Denver, four to two Kings up. Uh, by two goals with 10.06 left in that third period. Ottawa leading the Kraken of Seattle 3-2 to two up in the Great Northwest. That game's only in the second period. 16.40 to go in the second. 3-2, to two, the Senators up on top. Finals from earlier tonight. one nothing. Carolina skates past Philadelphia. Shutout for the Hurricanes. Minus 4.10. A lot of people laying the goal and a half. Not going to get the cover that way. Jersey Devils win on the road at Washington. 3-2 to two, the final there. That total 6.5. Game also stays under. Rangers come back. Trailed at 3-2. Win at 4-3 against Montreal on the road. Minus 2.90. For the blue shirts, that game getting over the six and a half total. How about Dallas? They'll help you if you had the Grand Salami over ten to four stars. Blitz Buffalo up there in New York State, total six and a half. So the game hits fourteen. New York Islanders also a four three win against Pittsburgh on the road. So the Rangers and the Islanders both win by that identical four three score on the road. Vegas, we gave you the four three win at Tampa Bay in overtime. Edmonton comes back from two nothing down, beats the Boston Bruins up in Beantown three to two, and St. Louis doubles up. On San Jose, beat the Sharks 4-2 to two under the arch in St. Lou. Keep an eye on all those games that are still going in the NBA and the NHL. And then, of course, it is going to be wall-to-wall college basketball pretty much the rest of the show. Arthur DeCesar will join us at 8.40, and then AI and, I, AI and myself will get you uh, caught up on all these tournaments. Again, major upsets. Uh, we'll kind of prognosticate on some of the overnight lines. We've already played some of the games. Right now, these are games that are going. Alabama A&M leading Southern. They're four-point dogs. They're up by 13 with 8.28 to go. That is the SWAC uh, semifinal. The winner will get Jackson State, an upset winner over Prairie View A&M. As uh, Southern right now trailing, they are four-point favorites. And Alabama A&M trying to uh, get to that final. Don't pay as much attention to the uh, SWAC and the MEAC. I don't really bet those uh, too often. Uh, meanwhile, Niagara back on top of Siena. I'm on the wrong side of this one. Have the Saints as a pick em. They went off a three, three-and-a-half-point favorite, and right now they trail by five as the Purple Eagles come back after giving up the lead. They're now up five, 59-54, 4.06 to go in regulation. Marist gets the win over Quinnipiac, 75-59, and then the other teams from last night's action will be back in action tomorrow in the Metro Atlantic. All UAB crushing Rice right now by 30 big ones, 85-55, minus 14, no problem there, only 239 left in regulation. Total 155.5, may have trouble getting 16 more points in the final 239 with a lead that large. No need to foul for the Owls, their season will be over. North Texas did beat up on La Tech, beat the uh, Bulldogs 74-46, to minus 9.5, get the win big time by 28 points, 74-46, the Mean Green from Denton. That is one of the better defensive teams in the country. Total 118.5. North Texas wins at 74-46. Charlotte and Middle Tennessee State, this game went back and forth. Middle Tennessee State got a late bucket and then held off Charlotte at the end, won it by a point. They were two-point dogs. Blue Raiders win at 66-65. They advanced. They'll play Florida Atlantic. I just played FAU. FAU rolled over the Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky, 75-51, to laying 10. They get the win. The game stays well under the 138.5. Meanwhile, game... Right here in Vegas, yet to tip off, Utah Tech and Southern Utah at the Orleans Arena. That's the fourth of four. Uh, Southern Utah, minus five, total 152. I'll get to the other finals in a little bit. Also at the Dollar Loan Center, UC Davis, the Aggies going up against UC Riverside, the Highlanders. Highlanders now favored three, total 145 in that one. Also yet to tip off, New Mexico, Utah State. That's a late game at Thomas and Mack. Utah State right now, the Aggies minus three, 157 and a half. And Boise State continues to lead UNLV 79-75, a minute 44 to go in overtime. 
Meanwhile, Arizona State, USC coming up. Mark Hoke thinks that's a play-in game for one of those teams, although with things uh, happening to some of the teams that were on the bubble that look to be in, it could be if Arizona State gets that win that both Arizona State and USC get in, at USC beating Arizona State twice during the regular season. SC right now minus four at T-Mobile, 138.5 against Bobby Hurley and the Sun Devils. And all Vandy right now, second half, 60-48 to leading LSU. Commodores minus four. Jerry Stackhouse's team up by 12, 60-48, left in regulation against the boys from the Bayou, the LSU Tigers. Kansas State. Now down 11, Jamie Dixon and the Horned Frogs really putting it to Kansas State in the second half. And the Horned Frogs up 11 with 11.38 to go in regulation. TCU a two-point favorite and 147.5 the total in that one. And then Maryland up by 14 on Minnesota, just 39 seconds to go. That's right near the number, so I'll keep you updated. That number closing, Terrapins favored by 13.5 over the Minnesota Golden Gophers against 68.54 with 39 seconds left in regulation. Creighton, no problem right now with Villanova. Thought Nova may be able to make a run. And, Andy, this one surprises me. Not that Creighton's winning the game at Madison Square Garden, but how they've handled Villanova. And Nova really having trouble, even with Justin Moore in the lineup, to mount any type of offense consistently against the Blue Jays. McDermott, outstanding coach. And they've got more offensive weapons, no doubt about it. Creighton right now up 57-41. Still 10-40 to go, but Villanova really having trouble cutting into this lead. How Villanova struggled really all season uh, they're finally getting very healthy, but uh, they, you have to think they missed Jay Wright, who was so instrumental, because Villanova's owned this tournament, really, for about the past six, seven years, and uh, uh, they need to win to get in, and it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Didn't look like it was going to happen before tonight, because the Big East, very strong at the top of that conference. I agree. Clemson uh, putting it to NC State the way NC State took care of business last night. 72-48. to 48. This was a very close game for probably about the first 25 minutes, but Clemson really opening it up in the second half, just 3.30 left in regulation. That's the fourth of four in the ACC tournament at the Greensboro Coliseum in Greensboro, North Carolina, 76-48. to 48. Wow, that surprises me that the Tigers are up that much by 28 on NC State, and that's uh, one of those scores that kind of just gets your attention, A.I. Yeah, I think uh, Clemson needs it a little bit more. I th- I've got both of them in the field. I think NC State was already in the field. Clemson needed a good performance, and they're getting more than a good performance tonight. So uh, I think North Carolina is not going to make the field, but I think you've got uh, Miami, Pitt, Virginia, uh, NC State, Clemson, and uh, Miami. There you go. All right, I think you got Miami in there twice, twice. but that's okay. They, they may deserve there's it. Another they, one that, no, there's another if, one that I If they knock there. off Duke, they'll, yeah. they'll get two Duke, bids tomorrow. Duke's the one I didn't mention. There you go. Yeah, All right. Uh, SportsX Radio, 101.5 on the FM side, streaming live on the Odyssey app. If you haven't downloaded that app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Mark Hoke running the show at the helm. He's a happy camper because his Penn State and Nittany Lions are going to be in the tournament. A nice win. They uh, complete a three-game seri- three series sweep against Illinois, and they beat him in Chicago at the United Center today. My nephew was there for a few of those games. Some upsets there as well. Fran McCaffrey in Iowa. They go down to Ohio State, who continues to play with house money. Their season's still alive, and Holtman still has a job, at least for the time being. We'll get to all the scores, the finals, keep you updated on the games that are going and the games that have yet to tip off. We'll do it all the way till 10 o'clock Pacific time. SportsX Radio, 101.5 FM KDWN, live from Vegas, PSBR Law Studios. I'm Ken Thompson, Andy Isco, producer Mark Hoke, Mark Hoke Show, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Sunday mornings. You like professional wrestling, you'll love the Mark Hoke Show. We're live from Vegas. We'll be right back.
get that garbage off the air. What the hell's going on here? Usually we play, uh, you know, Mark, Mark Hope spinning the classics. That is not a classic. Unless you're from Happy Valley. There you go. I mean, this guy's got, I, I, I don't know how many teams. He's got North Dakota State. He's got Penn State. I mean, he probably got, you know, six or seven little uh, jingles over there that he's going to play when his team wins. We got the Oreo Magic song. I'm getting ready for that one for at least 65 times this year. If they maybe can, 70. Maybe 70. You think they went 70? Wow. Unreal. Hey, listen. And nobody, nobody called for the peanut gallery as of yet, but uh, he seems to have uh, already hijacked the microphone over there. Mark Hoke happened having a, a great day as his Nittany Lions, they're in the tournament, no doubt about it, with a nice win over Illinois. Had a big lead. Illinois came back, took a lead, but Penn State closed strong, and they hold on. High-scoring game, and uh, nice job by Penn State. And they really had some good quality wins. And he has now, by the way, that's three wins, three times that Penn State has defeated Illinois. I want to see what the committee does, because if they take Illinois, they have to take Penn State. And I would think, based upon those three head-to-head wins, you've got to give Penn State the higher seat. They both finished right around 500 in the conference. I think maybe Illinois was a game better. I'm not sure. There you go. I think they're definitely both in, no doubt about it. I think the Big Ten will have Michigan and Wisconsin bow out. Iowa had done enough, even though they lose to Ohio State today. That'll probably drop them down a little bit. Uh, Fran McCaffrey's guys didn't play a bad game, but Ohio State, they shot lights out. And several times, though, in that game, uh, first half and early part of the second half, Iowa didn't cover the guy in the corner. And I want to say McNeil hit hit a couple and Suing hit a couple, and they, they just kept leaving the guy open in the corner, getting the wing, and then leaving that guy open in the corner. And at least four times I watched Ohio State drop triples and a nice effort by the Buckeyes to keep their season alive. AI, Let's update games that are going right now so we can get people caught up. UNLV season comes to a close against Boise State. Got to give the Rebels a heck of a lot of credit because I know they were down 42-24 to 24 was one score that I saw. Boise State hit either 10 of their first 13, I think it was 10 of their first 13 three-pointers. They were shooting 78% for the game, 75% from three-point land. In the first half, the Rebels closed to within 14, I believe, at halftime. You took them in the second half. AI, my goodness, they closed strong. They get the uh, buzzer beater, the three-pointer to put it into overtime, and then they come up short. So Leon Rice and his Boise State Broncos, they avoid a major loss to UNLV, which could have knocked them out of the tournament. They are one of those teams there, Mountain West, trying to get in. And you talked about San Jose State. 20th win today, knocking off a pretty good Nevada team, Steve Alford and uh, the Wolfpack going down at Thomas and Mack. And uh, still could get four teams in from the Mountain West. That's if San Diego State loses to San Jose State and the Spartans end up stealing the bid. Yeah, I still think it's going to be at max three because I think the committee is going to, you know, we see all these mock drafts and they have so many teams in from the Big Ten. I saw... I think Lenardi had, I think, 10. Had 10. But, which, but, which I still think was about But with Wisconsin four and Michigan high. losing, those two teams are out. I, w- I would think so, but, you know, the committee likes to reward the power conferences at the expense of other power conferences that may not deserve as many uh, bids. For example, the Pac-12 hasn't gotten a lot of bids in, in a lot of recent years, and those bids, they don't go to the uh, mid-majors uh, or lower-level teams. They go to the other power conferences so that the great uh, money pie stays within the elite conferences. And uh, I just want to see what uh, – uh, I, I, I may be wrong. 
I think the Big Ten teams are going to struggle in this tournament. Yeah, I can't can't argue with that, and they've done that in years past as well. Uh, ACC tournament, Clemson's going to roll over NC State. In fact, it's over now, 80-54. to 54. Clemson gets the win. Game stays well under the total, but an excellent effort by the Tigers. Wolfpack had a big game last night, couldn't throw a pee in the ocean in the second half and get blitzed by 26 big ones. Virginia, nip and tuck with North Carolina. That was the third of four games. It's a one-two point game with a little over a minute to go, and then Virginia gets the big bucket. They knock down their free throws. They win it by nine, sixty-eight, fifty-nine. Game stays under the total by a point. Total was one twenty-eight up to one twenty-eight and a half. Finishes at one twenty-seven, sixty-eight, fifty-nine. AI, did you do anything with this game? Because I stayed away. I wanted to take Virginia because of the discipline, but knowing the desperation of North Carolina and coming off a nice route of Boston College last night, I thought maybe UNC would be able to hang in there and potentially pull an upset. So I stayed away. Did you touch this game? I, I did, but I played it last night when the game was like pick them, minus one. It went up to two and a half. I even saw a brief three there for a Virginia. I just like this Virginia team, and I did not like them coming into the season. I did not have high expectations, and they really surprised me, and they were consistently uh, solid throughout the season. North Carolina uh, was not nearly as good as it was expected to be. I think they may have been the highest-rated ACC team in the preseason, and they – you know, started off decently, showed some signs of vulnerability, but not clearly the team that they were last year when they made that very nice run into the uh, championship game. All right, 66-65, Niagara leads Siena, 28 seconds left in regulation. Metro Atlantic tournament in Atlantic City, I believe, and uh, we'll keep an eye on that one. KT's got the Saints. Hopefully they can come up big down the stretch. Vandy rolling over LSU, 71-57, 3 to go second half. All TCU over Kansas State, the fourth of four Big 12 action in Kansas City. 68-55, Horn Frogs, Jamie Dixon's guys looking tough over Jerome Tang and uh, those Kansas State Wildcats. Keep, keep an eye on the Horn Frogs in the uh, NCAA tournament. Jamie Dixon, a proven coach. He's coached nearly 400 games and he's won two out of three. So he's a proven coach with several programs, and you know they have a lot of experience returning this year. They're finally healthy. They could create so I, I mean, I, you know, I take a look at the uh, Big 12, and you'd have to think, uh, what's going wrong with Baylor? Three straight losses, including an ugly loss over the weekend uh, uh, to close its season at home against Iowa State, who beat them again today. But you'd have to think Kansas, Texas, and I'm going to say TCU will be the three teams that uh, make the nice runs out of the Big 12. There you go. And Iowa State, I would not count out T.J. Otzelberger and Iowa State. The Cyclones, they did the same thing to Baylor that Penn State did to Illinois, and that's that three-game sweep during the season and then in the conference tournament. Iowa State, five-point or four-and-a-half-point dogs. I bought them up to five. Did talk with John Morris, the voice of the Baylor Bears, but as I looked at, at the matchup and then I went over the stats in the uh, two games played, I just said, you know what? If Baylor wins this game, it's going to be close. Now, Baylor did build a 10-point lead about five minutes into the second half. Next thing I look up, and Iowa State had taken a one-point lead, and then they were up 10 and they kind of cruise down the stretch over the Bears. So that three-game sweep there for Iowa State in the Big 12. Vandy, 237 away from a victory over LSU, 71-58. They lead. They're minus four in that game. So looking like they're going to close things out. And now some money coming on USC. Is that line jumping up to four and a half some places? Still sitting at four. A lot of shops here in the Vegas Valley. 138 and a half is your total. That game will tip off at T-Mobile. Don't know if Roxy's calling that one. He called a, 
a game or two already today at T-Mobile. UC Davis, UC Riverside, they're just getting ready to go at the Dollar Loan Center. That's the fourth of four. If you had that Santa Barbara, Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo game, well, if you laid the points, and I nearly did with the Gauchos when it was 10, it did close at 10.5 everywhere here in Vegas. That's why a lot of times we do pay the extra 10 cents to buy that hook down to the even number because uh, if you didn't and you laid 10.5, you came up short and you lose that bet. However, if you took Cal Poly San Luis Obispo plus the 10.5, you win it by what we call the hook. That's the half point. 64-54, Santa Barbara knocks off Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Hawaii, Andy, they get an improbable shot at the buzzer to force overtime against Cal State Fullerton. Titans were up by 356-53. Ball went into the corner. Hawaii makes the three at the buzzer. They then have a two-point lead in overtime but could never get it higher than that and Fullerton comes back, and they win it by two. How about even with the extra five minutes, the game still stays under the low total of 125.5, 62-60. Cal State Fullerton knocks off Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii had a surprisingly solid season. They were able also to win on the mainland quite a number of times, and uh, uh, that's why we saw such a short number in the uh, game today. And the game basically proved out, justified that the game should have been right around Pickham, either side uh, favored by one. But I want to go back to uh, that Vanderbilt uh, uh, handling right now of LSU. And uh, who would have thought before the start of the season that two strong academic but perennially relatively weak athletic programs would both make the tournament in the same season? I'm talking about Vanderbilt and Northwestern. That's good stuff. Now you have, do you have Vandy in already? No, I'm just uh, oh, in the tournament. Yes, yeah. yeah. I, I think, I'm not so sure there is. I would think that the um, – now, it's not going to be this way, but I would give the S- the Big 12 the most teams, and I'd have the SEC not far behind, and I'd have the, at the expense of the Big 10. There's a lot of mediocrity in the Big 10 this year. Now, I don't have the numbers, for example, of how they did in the ACC Big 10 Challenge, so you know maybe they acquitted themselves nicely against ACC teams, which, again, not a strong, not a very deep conference this year, but you know decent at the top. So uh, I'd, li- I'd like to think Vanderbilt, based upon what they've done over the second half of the season, uh, you know, who who would uh, I, mean, I don't have Florida in, but I'd certainly put Vanderbilt in over Florida. Yeah, and Florida, of course, without Castleton now out for the year, their big guy. They lost a tough game today against Mississippi State. In fact, if Mississippi State had lost that game, I'd have had them out. But they get the five point win in overtime over the Gators. Uh, 77-72, or I'm sorry, uh, no, they won it by one, I think, one in overtime. Uh, Vanderbilt, though, you talked about them. They closed with a 77-72 win against Mississippi State after a win at Kentucky. That was a big one to get them that potential at-large bid, and they actually did win eight of their last nine, like you said, and that is a strong way to close and now beating LSU. So this will push them to 19-13. and And, uh, because remember, in a conference like the SEC, winning eight out of nine, you're winning those eight games against teams that are either already in the field or playing for one of those spots. You know, it's because it's a very strong conference. Yeah, there'll be a couple of weaker teams in there, but also out of those say eight or nine wins, uh, you're playing some uh, tournament caliber teams. Yeah, their only win non-conference. Well. Yeah, their only win non-conference that's of any value is Pittsburgh, and we saw them get drilled today, but Pitt still under uh, Capel, a very solid season, and so that's really the only at-large or the uh, non-conference win, yeah, 75-74, but you see how those games come into play. That's why they're so important early on. Uh, They did beat Arkansas, a good Arkansas team, by 13 at home. Who did they play in that Big 12 Challenge? The Big 12 Challenge... They played. I think it was in early February. Yeah, let me see. They played. Uh, 
I'm trying to see if they if they were involved in that because I, I I think some of them did not play. Yeah, because there were only ten teams that right, uh, and I don't I don't see them. They may with have a, been one of those that didn't play. Yeah, I don't see them with a, a matchup there. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not seeing SEC and Big Twelve. I don't see them with a Big Twelve team there on the resume. Maybe I'm missing it. No, but I still, don't see no, uh, nineteen and thirteen. We'll see if Vandy does get in there because that could possibly steal a bid from someone else. And uh, we'll see how they. Well, how that they was a nice out. win at Kentucky. They had uh, beaten Auburn earlier this year as well. Uh, they beat Tennessee when Tennessee was uh, you know running hot in early February. Yep. So they've done some nice things. I you know again beat Auburn. Auburn got beat today yeah. by Arkansas, but nonetheless, and they, we talked about that they beat Arkansas yeah. by thirteen. Yeah, and you know the committee can do anything they want, and they can justify it with any number of reasons. Uh, but certainly, I, I like to. Uh, I like to give some preference to. I don't like to penalize teams that may struggle early in the season, as opposed to rewarding teams that maybe do struggle early but play their best basketball against quality opposition, uh, beginning February first. Let's say. All right, uh, Creighton now up by ten, sixty-eight fifty-eight, four oh two to go. So Vandy, not our Villanova, not going away quietly, trying to keep their season alive. All spread, TCU spread now in play. What's that? The spread now in play on that Villanova yeah, game. Yeah, I, I, I've got Nova plus five. We'll see how it pans out. Uh, TCU, 73-57, leading Kansas State, 618 to go in Kansas City. And those games are rolling on right that now. That was the one game I think surprised a lot of people. The game being in Kansas City, which you would tend to think would favor, certainly from a crowd standpoint, Kansas State. The fact that TCU, A, opened up that small point, small point and a half or two favorite and drew money. Yeah, that I think that told you, because Kansas City has been a very solid team this year, more be, better earlier than than recently. But TCU, I think, has been very solid, and that's why. In fact, I wanted to play TCU when they uh, when the Lions first came out. I was thinking about TCU. Didn't get around to it to win the uh, this conference tournament, the Big Twelve. They opened at like nine to one. They were like the fourth or fifth favorite. And when I decided, okay, I'm going to go make a play, they were down to like five to one. So a lot of people saw the same thing in TCU. And right now. At least they're justifying it, but you know there's still time to go here, and then of course a couple of more games before they cut down the nets uh, for the Big Twelve title. All right, whoever so, that is. Yeah, Miles back in the lineup is huge for TCU. Went out, <clears throat> excuse me, missed a couple games. Niagara did hold off Siena. They win at seventy-one sixty-five. Made their free throws down the stretch, so Purple Eagles into the semifinals of the uh, Metro Atlantic. And uh, let me see, so eighty-seven seventy-six was your final. Boise State getting the win and the cover against UNLV in overtime. And uh, we'll get to some of the other games from some of the other conference tournaments as we roll on through here the next hour and 20 minutes. Ken Thompson, Andy Isco, live PSPR Studios in Las Vegas, 101.5 FM, KDWN. Missed any part of the show? Follow the show at SportsX Radio on Twitter, at Ken Thompson 87. I pin at both of those handles the show, the archives, and you can also go uh, right there. There's uh, archives are up on on SoundCloud, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Facebook. You can get them all, all access. Just go to those Twitter handles at Ken Thompson eighty seven at SportsX Radio. Rocking and rolling here live on the Odyssey app. A U D A C Y one hundred one point five FM KDWN live from Vegas. Ken Thompson, Andy Isco, wall to wall college basketball. We'll duck in some headlines from some of the other sports. We'll keep things rolling live. PSBR Law Studios in Las Vegas. Mark Hoke takes us to break. We'll be right back. A little Billy Idol, baby. We're going to bring you more and more college basketball 
rocking and rolling. Ken Thompson, Andy Isco. Follow Andy on Twitter at VegasAndy711 at VegasAndy711. Live PSPR Law Studios here in Las Vegas, 101.5 FM, streaming live on the Odyssey app. Ken Thompson, AI, Mark Mark Hoke at the uh, helm there, uh, producing the show, doing a great job as always. Updating some games that are underway right now at the Dollar Loan Center right there in Henderson. UC Riverside up 10-8 on UC Davis, 13-12 to go first half, so a slow start for both teams, but nip and tuck game. Should be a good one, should go, you know, down to uh, near the wire in this one. Both these teams rather even as far as talent. UC Davis finishing 18 and 13, 11 and 8 in the Big West, and UC Riverside 21 and 11, 14 and 6 inside the Big West. Andy, did you do anything with this one? All right, uh, Southern Utah now up 13 to 6 on Utah Tech, up by 7, 15:31 to go there in the. Uh, second half, or I'm sorry, in the first half, I'm sorry, I'm just looking at all these games as we roll on through. Uh, 73-61 to is the score. Now 75-61, so Creighton putting away Villanova. Nova got it down to 9, but now it's up to uh, 14 and counting as they go down under the 2.5-minute mark there at Madison Square Garden. So Villanova's season will be over. They may get an NIT bid, playing much better, of course, since Justin Moore was part of that offense, missing the first 19-20 games there uh, for Villanova. But not enough against the high-flying offense of Creighton. And uh, Arthur DeCesar joining us real quick. We've got about 10 minutes for you, Art. We thought we were going to catch you, but uh, I know how busy you are over there. Well, actually, I don't even know how busy you are, but I can only imagine. And uh, let's get caught up on the tournament real quick uh, over there at the Westgate Superbook. You still have some games to tip off. What are we looking at, Utah State? Because last I saw that line, it climbed up to three and a half. Utah State, New Mexico. Yeah, Mountain Uh, I lost you, bud. Yeah, I'm losing. I'm losing you. I, I don't have a good. Are, are you okay? Because I I'm not picking you up on the cell too well. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you now. Okay, so don't move. Put a little piece of tin foil on your ear there and don't move. <laughs> <laughs> the old school. Um, what do you got? Utah State minus three in the game about the tip ball. Okay, Utah State minus three. Uh, Vanderbilt has just gone final, beating LSU by 9-77-68, as that game does get over the total. Arizona State, USC, what did that go off, at four? Yes, it did, and like you said, that game is now officially off the board. Literally, the only game you are going to have left is the game we just touched on, and then all the stuff for tomorrow, because obviously all of our overnights are already out. There you go. So the Utah State-New Mexico game turns into that Hawaii football game, the get-out-of-jail game, Andy Isco. Yeah, the old bailout game. And if you started betting with that first game today to start at 8.30, and uh, you might be uh, cashing your final ticket around midnight. Yeah, cashing the final ticket or uh, looking to take a loan from the Dollar Loan Center, for the love of God. I know they have an arena, but uh, unbelievable. Some of these games. What? I guess you you know they used to call Madison Square Garden the mecca of basketball. I think that's Las Vegas right now. We've got, what, five conference tournaments t- t- uh, being held here, and only one of which, the Mountain West, involves a local team. There you go. All right, good stuff. Uh, Art Dice, I'm going to give you the floor. What do we got going on tomorrow over there at the Superbook? Because I would think it's more of the same. In fact, the matchups are going to get even more uh, you know, interesting as we move on through. And wanted to get your take on some of these teams that may be out and other teams that may have played their way to potentially being in the big dance. But what's going on as far as uh, everything festivity-wise at the Superbook? 
Yeah, we're going to have a ton of great games tomorrow, KT. Obviously, the further we go down in these conference tournaments, the better the matchups get, the bigger the teams get. Some teams, like you said, could play themselves in. Some teams, like a North Carolina today, probably played themselves out. But just some great matchups tomorrow. UConn, Marquette, Duke in Miami. I mean, Tennessee and Missouri, Ohio State and Michigan State. Ohio State still hanging on for dear life. So, I mean, there's just some really great games. And even the UCLA-Oregon game, which we already know that's a Pac-12 game, some really great games for tomorrow. So a lot to look forward to and a lot to bet on, both first half, second half, and go out and get the app. You'll have all those options. Yeah, get that app for sure. Okay, so let me run down some of these games for tomorrow, and you just throw the line out at at me. Purdue-Rutgers, last I saw, you guys had 5.5 and and 128. We do, same same number. Michigan 5.5. Yeah, Michigan State, three and a half and 139 and a half. Most places are at four. Westgate Superbook and Caesars at three and a half last I saw. Where are you now on Michigan State, Ohio State? Still at Michigan State, three and a half. We're a little bit shaded because the money has come in on Ohio State. People are believing in the Buckeyes. All right, Northwestern and Penn State. Do you have a line for that one? Northwestern and Penn State, no line right now. All right, and we'll wait for... Uh, that last line as well, Indiana in action tomorrow as well. Uh, Middle Tennessee State taking on, uh, they are taking on Florida Atlantic, so I did not see a line on that. I saw one around town, anywhere from 7.5 to 8. What's your take on this Florida Atlantic team, Art Dice? I mean, that's a team that's had such a great year, but you know how it goes with the committee sometimes. They might actually have to win their conference tournament to get themselves in, I mean, sometimes that's the break when you're a mid-major. I played Alabama when you guys, uh, I think, first had it out at six. It, it went up to seven, uh, 135.5. Is that where you're sitting, Alabama, Mississippi State? You're absolutely right, KT. Open six. It's moved quickly to the tide, minus seven. Tennessee, minus six, 141.5 against Missouri. Staying consistent there? Staying consistent, but there has been some Missouri money. We haven't moved off the number yet, but Missouri money has come in. All right. Then the other uh, games, Arkansas, Texas A&M, and it'll be Vandy and Kentucky. So the Wildcats will have a chance to get a little revenge on Vanderbilt. We'll see when those lines come out. Uh, I like the two games inside the MAC. I'm glad we got those four teams, Ohio U and Toledo. Uh, I played Toledo when you guys had a five. Uh, last I saw, you had it up to five and a half, and the total dropped down to 162 and a half. Boy, I'll tell you, the way these two teams get up and down, if they shoot anything like they both shot today, that game will hit 200. It is surprising, KT. And Toledo is still five and a half, total of 162 and a half. And you're right, Toledo can score 100 on any night. I think people, when they see those high numbers in college, they just instantly and blindly take unders. And then Akron and Kent State, tell you what, I think the Zips are playing better ball than the Golden Flashes right now. Kent State is minus 2, 135 last I saw. Is that still the number there at the Superbook? That is still the number. Obviously, the tempo will be a little bit different in that game with almost a 30-point difference between totals. You team you know so well, UConn, minus 3.5, 147. I'm thinking of buying Marquette up to 4. They didn't play well today, and I think St. John's is a tough matchup for them, uh, but both those schools st john's and connecticut my gosh man they get the garden pack so it'll be like a connecticut home game providence was well represented and they came on like gangbusters when it looked like uconn was totally in control got to give ed cooley a lot of credit because they never quit those friars and they'll be in the big dance and they'll be a tough out for somebody 
Providence never quits. They're always good in the underdog role. UConn is playing really well right now. I'm with you. I would probably take a shot with Marquette at the three and a half or four if you can get it, and maybe even sprinkle on the plus 150 money line. Yeah, going to be a good one with Creighton and Xavier as well. Xavier, very fortunate to get out with a win against DePaul. They trailed that game much throughout, uh, but somehow, someway, Sean Miller's guys get it done. Your take on Duke, minus three against Miami of Florida, 145. I'm shocked by the opening number. I mean, that's where the market was. I'm a believer in this Miami-Florida team. I've told you this for weeks and months. I will take the points. I will definitely take the money line. I know Duke is Duke, but I think Miami is a team nobody knows about. Yeah, I think Andy Isco and myself are going to be on Miami as well. Uh, Larinaga's boys, though, they, they kind of gave me the shaft today. I had Miami minus five, line closed at seven. And my goodness, they're up by 18 with 15 minutes to go. They're up by... 15 still with six minutes to go, and then three three-pointers inside the last 59 seconds they gave up, and they only beat Wake Forest by two. Actually fortunate to win the game because the Demon Deacons had shots inside the final 10 seconds, but Miami does get it done. Boy, I'll tell you what, you get complacent and you don't play good perimeter defense, doesn't matter. Teams can get back in these games in a hurry, Dice. Okay, T, you've seen it these last couple of days. You've seen it tonight. I mean, just look at the UNLV game. That game was wild. There's been so many of those games. No lead is safe. And, you know, when you have a chance, even if you're a bottom-feeding team in these conferences, and you can make a run and play yourself into a automatic bid, all these teams give full effort. So that's why these games are always so great. All right, so give me an Arthur DeCesar special for tomorrow. Give me a winner for the listeners out there, Dice. I think it's a game that we just touched on, KT. I think Miami is the play. And I understand taking the three points, but to me, I would go money line. I'm taking Miami plus 130. There you go. Good uh, good value there. Andy Isco, real quick, uh, throw a question at Art Dice. Art, uh, who's your pick to win the tournament? My pick to win the tournament. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll make, it, be... I'll, I'll make it a little easier. From what, if you want, from what conference will the winner come? Oh, that's a great one. Um... I'm going to say the Big 12. All right, so you're going with the favorite there, going with the chalk. Westgate does offer, and they'll be coming out, I guess, Sunday night, Monday morning. You can bet which conference will produce the winner. I might end up taking a shot at the Big East. Yeah, you guys put all those great props up. Uh, When will all that stuff be set to go, on Monday, or, or will you have it out by Sunday night? KT, Sunday night, we'll definitely have the lines out for all the matchups, obviously, with the bracket coming out. To play it safe, they could be out as late as Sunday night as far as, like, the props go, but at worst case, Monday morning for all those. I'll be looking forward to that, and uh, if there's a chance, I mean, I know we normally get you on Wednesday. I want to make sure that you're not going to be too busy. If you had to push it to Monday or Tuesday, let me know if uh, Wednesday is going to be too busy for you the night before the big dance gets rolling on Thursday, Friday. Yeah, definitely, KT. We'll have to get, obviously, either our normal Wednesday spot or a little bit early in the week so we can break down all the games and go over the props. Outstanding stuff. Arthur DeCesar, appreciate you big time. At ArtDice21, follow him on Twitter. We'll do it again. We'll figure out the day and time. Arthur, have a great night, my man. I know you've been uh, uh, burning the candle at both ends, but that's what you do. That's what you're in for, and Cornegay gives you the big bucks for a reason. We'll talk to you next week, pal. 
JT, you're the best. We'll talk soon. There you go. Ken Thompson, Andy Isco, Halfway Home, SportsX Radio, 101.5 FM, KDWN, streaming live on that Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, live from Vegas. We'll be right back. Welcome back from halftime. It's just after 9 o'clock in the big city. Time to continue America's favorite Las Vegas sports show. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rabapudi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada style pub with three locations one on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non invasive scan today. Day for peace of mind, visit pdcenterlv.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5744. 702-335-5744. Laborers Union 872, the builders of Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Ballpark, home of the Aviators. Promodirect.com. Use K-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items order. Promodirect.com. And by William Hill Racing Sportsbook, America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.us. So get ready, because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Now. Vortex Radio, KT Live, PSBR Law Studios here in Las Vegas. PSBR Law, the best in personal injury. Brian Panish, senior partner, just texting me. He's actually uh, friends with uh, a bunch of coaches around college basketball, but uh, he had some pretty good coin on DePaul, so he made some good money tonight. Uh, games getting ready to tip off. One game, actually, the uh, Mountain West finale with Utah State and New Mexico. They have just tipped off, so a minute in, no scar, two to nothing. Utah State gets the first basket against New Mexico. Keep an eye on that one. Uh, Andy Isco, just uh, some other action before we get back into college basketball for the rest of the hour. Uh, Kevin Durant, really fluky injury in warm-ups last night, goes down hard on that ankle. Going to miss two to three weeks there for Phoenix before making that debut. Yeah, and of course, uh, Phoenix very much in the battle for positioning within the uh, Western Conference, one of the favorites coming into the season. Uh, We'll uh, like to see how Durant plays with them, they'll probably get to play. If, if the schedule is correct, he'll play a few games before uh, the uh, end of the regular season, which I believe is uh, sometime in April. All right. Uh, meanwhile, as far as uh, golf, they do have the Players' Championship going on. And Chad Ramey, the leader. Now, I know play was suspended. He finished his round with a 64, an 8-under 64. Andy, he was 300-1 to one to be leading after the first day of action and uh, gets it done by a stroke over Colin Morikawa. Uh, everybody else at least three strokes back. Including, but, uh, those, impressive. including those still on the course? Uh, let me see. The only one still on the course is Justin Sue. Well, he's not on the course now, but play is suspended. But he has three holes to go. He's through 15. What's he, what's he at? He's at minus five. Uh, I guess he could birdie, birdie, birdie. So he, he probably also was at very long odds. So. That's yep. That's what we're looking at now. Uh, not a lot of guys still 
uh, with action uh, about, let me see, about 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. So 16 golfers right now, it uh, looks like, still have not completed that first round. And uh, we'll keep an eye on that tomorrow. Uh, but wall-to-wall college basketball, and like you said, a lot of it here in Las Vegas, which is becoming the mecca of college basketball. And, Andy, of course, we do have regional action here in Vegas this year, which will be a lot of fun. Not rounds uh, one and two, but uh, we get that Sweet 16 round here. It's not that long ago that the professional sports leads in the NCAA uh, had nothing to do, wanted nothing to do with the uh, Las Vegas. Now they can't stay away. Got to love it. There you go. Yes, we are happy. And uh, Andy Isco, again, many times it's come into play, and people echo your sentiments. You talked about this years and years ago with basketball, especially college basketball. Oh, and football. and fo- To have overtime insurance. And, yeah. and I would think more so in basketball because you have so many more games. But you said, you know what, give the better an opportunity to lay, instead of 11 to 10, lay minus 120 if they want to lay the extra juice to make sure they are, uh, they're going to have the score after regulation time expires. So if there's overtime or they have an over or under just coming into play, you said that's the way to, you yeah, know, when that it you've should got be offered. The, when you've got the under or the underdog, you would win. Uh, uh, well, uh, well, obviously you'd win the underdog at the end of regulation because the game would have to be tied. And as long as the game was still under the uh, Closing total or the total that you bet it at at the end of regulation, overtime wouldn't count and the under tickets would cash. That's something I've said probably since I first got here to Vegas and started doing radio over 30 years ago. Um, now, 30 years ago, I could understand it because computer systems were not that sophisticated and the systems and the programmers probably couldn't handle something like that, much less uh, have gaming uh, the gaming commission uh, understand the concept and all that and figure it out. I did a study once, and I seem to think that the proper number to be laying is probably about minus 116, minus 117. But you've got the psychological aspect that you could factor in is worth a few pennies. So the books would have the edge, I think, if they, laid the, if they gave you the option for... The, <laughs> excuse me, the minus 120, and of course, I'd say probably 90%, maybe even more than that, it wouldn't come into play, and the books would win all that money because the game doesn't go into overtime. And then in the games that go into overtime, uh, of course, uh, the books would lose on the ones who played the rate, who took the overtime insurance. The other bets might still win in, in the overtime, even if they didn't take the insurance. So I would think it would be something that the players uh, would be receptive to in certain situations. With, and, I, I, and the Sharps would probably be looking at what combination of a favorite and total would be involved where you would be looking to play the underdog and take, uh, take the insurance on either or both of those uh, bets. And now we've got the computer capacity to do it, and I think you know because I think you've played some of them in soccer where you can play uh, you know, Team A, Team B, or a tie at the end of regulation. All right, so you said about 30 years ago is when you – first thought of that idea or brought it up. First brought it up, yeah. Were you wearing that T-shirt that you're wearing tonight because that's a 30-year-old T-shirt? I think it probably prompted me to come up with it, even though it was baseball. Has it been washed in the 30 years? I can't say with certainty. All right. Now, let everybody know, because Mark Hoke, of course, a big, I Orioles, a big Orioles fan, and his favorite place to watch a baseball game, none other than Camden Yards, and you have a momentum... Uh, mo- from, from, a, a momentum, uh, momentum. See, uh, what, what am I looking for? Uh, a, a memento, keepsake. commemorative. Memento, yes, yeah. a, a, a yeah. keepsake from the there. 1993 All Star Game that was uh, played in Camden Yards. I think the stadium had been open. Maybe it was its second or third year. I don't think it was the year that it opened. Back right. when that game actually still meant something. 
uh, to the extent that it never did really mean something. I mean, for home f- uh, home field advantage. Although no, they back then I don't think it did. I think it just meant. I think it just. It, it was a lot better though. You looked forward rights. to it. That was about it. Yeah, but I, I, I enjoyed I think, it. Guys think, came to play. Yeah. I, in fact, that was the game. If you remember it, I think Randy Johnson was on the mound and. John Cruck, I think, stepped out of the batter's box and was sort of like bowing down and everything. He didn't want to face Randy Johnson at the time. John Cruck, uh, very entertaining player for the uh, Phillies for a good part of his career. I think he was also with the Padres for a bit as well. Uh, but, yeah, it's an old T-shirt. Back in the day, in his heyday, what would it have cost to get Andy Isco into the batter's box against the big unit, Randy Johnson? There's not enough money in the world. Mark Hoke, would you have been in there, uh, producer Mark Hoke? Mark Hoke, I could see Mark Hoke getting in there with the with the the Boog Pal stance. And and Hoke, you're a righty or a lefty? I batted righty, but I throw lefty. Okay, so absolutely. You'd have got in there. Absolutely, I would have never touched the ball. Well, you know, I I probably wouldn't have touched the ball. But I I will say this: I did face a Randy Johnson simulator one time. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's crazy stuff, that, man. That was rough. But the rougher one was actually Mike Messina because the simulator could throw the breaking ball. Oh, oh yeah. I mean. I was happy to get a, just a little piece of that. It was ridiculous. Yeah, my buddy Andy uh, Concepcion, who's back here in the Vegas Valley, uh, had on-deck baseball academy, and they had seven different pitches those simulators could throw. They were $50,000 a piece. But, I mean, a knuckle curveball. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, it would take me, I mean, like my dad said, he goes, he would come to a few of the games because a lot of times he didn't get home in time, even for the early evening games. But when he'd see me miss a curveball, I heard him say in the crowd, you could hear, get a tennis racket. Maybe you'll hit it. Yeah, <laughs> Great. that's about right. I'd love to, love to have the old could man. They, uh, simu- <laughs> could they simulate a spitter? <laughs> no, uh, they, they did not have the Unless Gaylord Perry Unless they did it in the rain, maybe. There you go. Now, the Louis Tiant Gaylord Perry uh, button was not working then. As upset as I was on the Knicks blowing that 16-point halftime lead and losing their winning streak to Charlotte at Madison Square Garden, they can be back in my good graces if they come back from 16 down against the Sacramento Kings. Right now, 94-93. Sacramento leads it by a point, 9-15 to go Sacktown fourth quarter. That's the only game still going in the association. Let me roll on down as far as what's going on on the ice, and then we're back to college basketball throughout the rest of the evening. Seattle leads Ottawa now 4-3, to still 16-25 to go third period. In fact, as I say that, Ottawa has just scored to tie things up 4-4. to So if you have that grand salami over, you may have two big games that get you over the hill. L.A. did win in Colorado 5-2. to two. That game gets over by a goal. Arizona skated past Nashville 4-1. to one. Remember, that game was only one nothing early third period, but the uh, Coyotes win at 4-1. to one. Still stays under the total of six, but if you have the Grand Salami, that's the, the total they put up for all of the games, hockey games, and, of course, they all must be completed the night of action. But you can either go over or under that number. And, of course, uh, Chicago Bills' wife, Joanne, she was famous for always taking the over, picking and choosing her spots. And I want to tell you, she was at least 70% in the time that I knew Joe picking the old Grand Salami. Uh, Bill, of course, wishing that she was referring to him as far as the Grand Salami. But that was not the case, Bill. So sorry to rain on your parade. What What was it? What the salami was? I have no idea. Because I think there are 11 games, so figure six and a half. Probably be right around 72, 73. Right now they're at, I think, 72. And, of course, it'll be 73 with that uh, Ottawa game tied right now. Yeah, and I'm seeing one, two, three, four, five sixes. And all the rest were six and a half. So figure that's that probably, out. It's probably already gone over. There you go. If, if I counted up 11 games. Right, because you'll get nine at least in that Ottawa-Seattle yeah. game. 
So we'll see how things pan out. Let's go back to college basketball and update you what's going on right now. Uh, Southern Utah T-Birds, Todd Simon's team up 32-27, 3-11 to go in the first half against Utah Tech. That here in Vegas, of course, at the Orleans Arena. That's the 4 of 4 in the WAC tournament. 25-20, UC Riverside Highlanders up 5, 347 to go first half against UC Davis. Dollar Loan Center, also Las Vegas. And 13-4, Utah State. Out of the gate, up on top of New Mexico, 15.39 to go at Thomas and Mack. So three games going, uh, make it four. Arizona State up five on USC, 25-20, 8.21 to go. Andy, how cool is that? Four college basketball tournaments still going, all four in the Vegas Valley. One, of course, in Henderson, but three others in Las Vegas. Yeah, we talked about it earlier. The uh, NCAA uh, loves it. Of course, we're going to have a nice regional here. Uh, this year, and probably only a matter of time. I don't think it's been announced yet, because I don't think they announced it that far in advance. Got to believe the Final Four is coming here soon. All right. Uh, we'll see how things pan out. Let me just uh, go back on that UNLV game again. That was uh, one heck of a game. And uh, 87-76, the final. Boise State wins it. So uh, they get the win in the cover of the five-point number, and the game flies over the 137 and a half. Tim Miles and San Jose State, they went overtime. They knock off Nevada, 81-77. to Nevada went off a four-point favorite most places, down to three-and-a-half at the Superbook. And San Diego State also overtime to beat Colorado State. So three games at Thomas and Mack. If you went there today and used your ticket, Andy, and you stayed for all the action, so far three games, three overtime finals. Yeah, pretty uh... – Pretty amazing. It's uh, just the quality of basketball and uh, you know, the competitive conference, the uh, Mountain West. I wasn't aware that the um, Colorado State game went overtime. Yeah, pretty sure. Oh, boy. I may, God, you know what? Check on that. I, I, I thought it did. I, I bet my last dollar that it did go overtime, but, of course, that last dollar uh, may not come into play. Uh, or San Diego State. Yeah, they did get a – No. What, no. No, if, okay. if it's a Confederate dollar, you're okay. 64-61 Okay, did not. So 64-61. Tell you what, the game was right down to the nitty-gritty, and Colorado State actually had an opportunity. In fact, the last shot by Stevens uh, went off, the grazed off the front rim, and he tossed it up with .7 left. He tossed it up from about 70 feet, and that would have tied the game. So uh, that would have put it into overtime. But San Diego State, who trailed much throughout that game, uh, found a way to get it done. They do not come close to covering the nine and a half total. One thirty-seven game stay as well under sixty-four, sixty-one. San Jose State that game did go overtime. Uh, they were I actually got them plus five. They closed as I said three and a half point dogs to Nevada. So the money went the right way there for the betters. Total was one thirty. That game sales over. Which, and then, by the way, interestingly so, enough, at the end of regulation, the game was right on one thirty with sixty-five apiece. There you go. All right, so we'll Good keep number. an eye on some of these other games that are rolling on through. Andy, let me go back to the Big Twelve tournament. Uh, first game, Iowa State Baylor, and again Baylor lost the first two to the Cyclones. Looking like they had things turned around about five minutes into the second half. They were up 10, and literally in about three, four minutes, Iowa State erased that deficit and was up by a few points, and then they increased the lead to double digits, held on, won it by six, 78-72. Got to tell you, T.J. Otzelberger doing one heck of a job. Of course, his uh, wife uh, played college basketball there for Iowa State, Lady Cyclones, so he's back where he really enjoys that part of the country. 
But I'm telling you, he's building something there, and they call it over at Kansas City at the T-Mobile Center in KC. They call it Hilton South, the Hilton Coliseum, of course, where Iowa State plays those games in Ames, Iowa. But they have the best traveling contingency there in Kansas City. Got to give those fans a lot of credit. They came out, they supported the Cyclones, and they're going to stay for another game, and they get Kansas tomorrow. And if I recall correctly, the year before Otzelberger, last year was his first year, he was with UNLV. I believe the year that he was with UNLV, Iowa State was like two and eighteen, something like that in the in the uh, conference, or two and sixty, whatever it was. And he turned that program around last year, his first season there, and uh, has continued to perform well. Now this is a team I think there's something like eighteen and twelve uh, before today, uh, so it's a rather mediocre record. But because of the conference play and the fact that uh, they did have that, those uh, again, much like I said with Penn State and Illinois, if you take Illinois, you got to take Penn State. Well, in the uh, Big 12, if you uh, take Baylor, and almost certainly they will be in, you have to take Iowa State. Yeah, there, well, there's no question Iowa State. I mean, they did, as you said, uh, inside the Big 12. They finished at 500, but they had quality wins. Again, they got three wins now over Baylor. They beat Kansas State once. They beat Texas. Uh, let me see. They beat Kansas. So right there. Enough said. Uh, they beat TCU by 11. Mm-hmm. And... Yep, the uh, three wins against Baylor. But they had dropped four in a row going into the finale at Baylor, won that game by 15, and then you figure the Bears are going to get an opportunity. Talked about it with John Morris last night on the show, the voice of the Baylor Bears. But lo and behold, it's Iowa State that comes up big. 78-72, they hold on, get the win, and they'll go against Kansas. And the big transfer acquisition was really Gabe Kalsher, the youngster from Minnesota, Golden Gophers. He's a hometown kid from Minnesota, uh, wanted to play there, but saw the writing on the wall with that Gophers program, made the right uh, jump over to Ames, Iowa with T.J. Otzelberger. And uh, that is a really fun team to watch. A lot of chemistry there for the Cyclones. Yeah, good team. Good conference. There are going to be some good teams in that conference that uh, won't make the field, but certainly uh, would be NIT-worthy if they chose to go. There you go. All right, so we uh, uh, get you that second game. Now, Kansas and West Virginia, that was a close game for a while. Huggy Bears guys were right there. They got a win yesterday, probably gets them in the tournament, but Kansas pulled away. Now, Bill Self, uh, there were rumors as far as him potentially having a heart attack. That was squashed by the Kansas uh, medical brass, and they said that he had a procedure uh, at a hospital and expecting full recovery, but he will miss the remainder of this Big 12 conference tournament. Don't know if he'll be in shape to coach. Again, don't know exactly what the uh, medical ailment was, but uh, don't know if he'll be in shape in order to be on the bench there for the Jayhawks when they uh, get their bid uh, for the NCAA tournament. But they do win it handily today, 78-61 over West Virginia, and they will take on Iowa State tomorrow. Yeah, and notwithstanding the sense of urgency displayed by West Virginia as far as being perhaps one of those teams on offer slightly behind the bubble, Kansas coming off of that loss to Texas the other day, I think, wanted to at least get one more good effort in uh, before uh, uh, exiting this tournament unless they happen to win it. But I think the win today sealed up a number one seed and I guess uh, contention for the number one seed overall depending upon how things play out with Alabama uh, Houston, uh, I think UCLA probably could not get a number one or the number one overall seed because of Cl- the Clark injury. But UCLA, if they can win the Pac-12 tournament, probably gets the number one seed in the West. Yeah, that Texas-Oklahoma State game was interesting. And uh, I had the under in that game. I thought 
Oklahoma State needing that game may be able to hang inside the six and a half point number. So I didn't go with the side. I went under 140. Let me see. I think it was 142 uh, was the number that I that I played under. No, actually under 141. It closed at 140 and a half. Texas closed as a seven point favorite. The first half it was Texas 35-26, so 61 points. Second half. 26-21 Texas, so only 108 points for the game, 61-47, but a good solid effort by the Longhorns. They now will play Jamie Dixon's TCU Horn Frogs, and we know how those games have gone, Andy. Uh, TCU had that lead in Austin of 18. They end up squandering that lead and losing in overtime, and then in Fort Worth trying to get a little revenge, Got the lead up to 16 and, again, had to hold on for dear life and get the win against Texas. So this is the rubber match tomorrow. Who do you like? TCU, Texas. Haven't seen a number as of yet, but I'm going to check and see if we have one. But that's going to be a fun game in Kansas City as well. Well, on the one hand, TCU has shown twice that they can get out to big leads against a very good Texas team. And on the other hand, Texas has shown that they can rally back from being behind by double digits to a very good basketball team. So you could really make a strong case either way. I think the game will probably be priced somewhere. I'm going to say maybe Texas one and a half to two and a half. Uh, If it got to three, I might play TCU, but I'll probably wait and see what happens in this game. And uh, assuming Kansas beats Iowa State, and that may not be a given, uh, I might take a look at playing the winner of TCU-Texas uh, uh, in the game against Kansas because the thought, the prevailing thought will be if the game plays as expected, TCU and Texas will have taken a lot out of each other, so there might be an extra point or two that Kansas will be laying. And I think Kansas City will, uh, Kansas rather, will have done its job by getting to the finals. Doesn't mean Kansas can't or won't win, but that, that's my thought process right now looking Two days, ahead, two games ahead. And talking about the T-Mobile Center there in Kansas City, how it's well represented there with fans from the Ames area, and of course that's support Iowa State. They call it Hilton Coliseum South. Uh, right now, Kansas is minus five. No Bill Self on the bench, but Kansas is the other team with Kansas State now out of the tournament that you would expect to have a large group of fans there. So I'm expecting that early start in the first of the semifinals in the Big 12 for that to be as ruckus a crowd as we're going to have in any semifinal tomorrow. Kansas right now at the Westgate Superbook, minus five, 130 and a half against Iowa State. Uh, the The thing there is that be, it's a double header, so it's a one entry double header. The games follow each other with that you know half hour whatever in between. So you would think that the fans of Oklahoma State, Texas, TCU, and Kansas State will also be cheering for Iowa State. Those fans that get a little bit ahead of time and college basketball fans being what they are, we want to see as much basketball as possible, even if our game doesn't start for another two and a half hours. There so you they'll go. be here before for the Iowa State KU t- uh, tip-off. And of course, Texas fans, TCU fans feeling that they'd probably have a better opportunity to knock off the Cyclones uh, who are playing an extra game as opposed to Kansas. But we'll see how it all pans out tomorrow. Going to take a break here. Sportsex Radio rolling at you. Ken Thompson, Andy Isco, keeping you up on everything going on. Wall-to-wall college hoops uh, the last 40 minutes of the show. 101.5 on the FM side. 720 no longer on the AM side. But 101.5 FM and, of course, streaming live on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Again, you miss any part of the show, follow at Ken Thompson 87 at Sportsex Radio. Archives go up with no commercials, and you can listen at your leisure. Live from Vegas, we'll be right back. 
I need some hot stuff. I need some hot picks to come in here at the end of the night. KT and Andy Isco live, SportsX Radio, rocking and rolling, wall-to-wall college basketball. Well, I'll tell you, sometimes when you're playing these games, you get some great comebacks and wins, and you always need at least one or two comfortable wins. But today, when you thought you may have had a comfortable win, things may have turned on you. Some of those teams able to rebound after blowing big leads, others fully succumbing to losing games where they've blown some big leads. Ken Thompson, Andy Isco, getting you all caught up right now. Two games at the half. UC Riverside up four, 28-24 on UC Davis. Right now the Highlanders minus one second half there at the Westgate Superbook. Uh, I believe the total 75-and-a-half. Utah Tech, Southern Utah in the WAC tournament. Southern Utah up one at the half, 39-38, minus two-and-a-half Westgate Superbook. Total 80-and-a-half second half. Meanwhile, it is Arizona State taking care of business right now against USC. 32-21 to 21 was the last I saw, I believe up 11. Let me uh, check that game out. Right now in the Sacramento Kings, I'll just update, have opened it up to seven now on the Knicks. 224 left in regulation, 113 to 106. They were minus two in that game, so the Kings looking like they'll be able to hold off the Knickerbockers. Uh, so move on down. It is 36 to 21. Arizona State, 217 to go in the first half. Bobby Hurley and his Sun Devils will be in the tournament if they win this game. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, Sun Devils able to avoid a loss last night and coming up big against SC so far tonight. They dropped both games during the regular season to the Trojans, but lead it by 15, 36, 21. Meanwhile, 33-21, Utah State up on top of New Mexico. Still 8-24, make it 33-23. Still 7-17 to go first half, Thomas and Mack. And uh, talked about UC Riverside up 28-24 on UC Davis. They went off two-and-a-half-point favorites, and they're a one-point second-half favorite, so that would make them a five-point favorite for the game. And uh, Southern Utah went off a five-point favorite, and they are up one. They're minus two-and-a-half in that second half. Lead Utah Tech 39 38. Early games from that WAC tournament here in Vegas. Sam Houston State, no problem with Cal Baptist. 64-51, to wire-to-wire win, cover the six. Game stays under the 124. Grand Canyon battled back. They were down eight or nine points in the first half. Battled back, beats Seattle, 84-79. Antelopes uh, of Grand Canyon were minus two and a half. They get the win, the cover, with some good free throw shooting down the stretch. Win it by five. Game sails over the 135. Hits 163. And Utah Valley State, they avenge a loss in their only meeting against Tarleton State down in Texas where uh, Tarleton State is located. Utah Valley State got bombed by Tarleton State in February uh, by more than 20 points. They win this one by 14, going away 72-58. They went off as a seven-point favorite. Total was 136.5. Game stays under. Hits 130. 72-58. Utah Valley State over Tarleton State. Move on down. Uh, Conference USA 75-51. Number one seed Florida Atlantic lays waste to Western Kentucky. Cover the 10 easily. Game stays under the 138.5. Middle Tennessee State late shenanigans there by the Blue Raiders. They get a one-point win over Charlotte. They were two-point dogs. I actually had them as a pick so the line went against me, uh, or actually, yeah, went against me. I wish I could have, uh, you know, gotten the plus two and been a little bit more at ease, but they get the cover as they win it by 166-65. Game does get over the 126.5. North Texas, that is a good, solid defensive program, 74-46. to They bury Louisiana Tech by 28, and uh, the total 118.5, and the game just gets there. Hits 120, 74-46, North Texas, and then UAB buries Rice, beats the Owls by uh, 27, 87 to 60, total 155 and a half. The game still stays under, hits 147. 
Metro Atlantic told you Niagara knocked off Siena, uh, 71-65. Quinnipiac, the other favorite, also went down, Andy, 75-59. Uh, Marist, the Red Foxes, they were lights out today. Game still stays under the 136.5, but Marist and Niagara both advance in the Metro Atlantic. Yeah, Marist had a uh, fairly comfortable lead and uh, saw it trimmed and then extended again late, and so both of those uh, higher seeds advancing. Prairie View A&M, they were a two-point favorite. They lose by two to Jackson State. And uh, Southern, a four-point favorite. They lose by 14 to Alabama A&M. Those were the, uh, let me see, were those quarterfinal games? Yes. Uh, So uh, those two teams, Jackson State and Alabama A&M, advance uh, from the SWAC in the MEAC, the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference. It was Maryland Eastern Shore, 80-64. to 64, No problem with Morgan State laying the uh, five and a half. They win it by 16. Game gets over the 140. Hits 144. 80-64 the final there. Norfolk State, big effort against Coppin State. They were minus 10.5. They win it by 17. 73-56. to 56. Total 150.5. Never gets close. Hits 129. And uh, those two tournaments in the books there. Uh, move on up. Uh, the Dollar Loan Center Big West Tournament, UC Irvine. Nice effort by the Anteaters, 75-51. They buried Cal State Bakersfield, who had trouble getting past Cal State Northridge in their first game, but the Anteaters rolled by 24, 75-51. Game stays under the total by a point and a half. Total was 127.5. Game hits 126, 75-51. UC Irvine, even with overtime, game stays under the 125.5. Talked about this one earlier. Cal State Fullerton beats Hawaii 62-60. Rainbow Warriors went off a one-point favorite. And UC Santa Barbara, 10, 10 and a half point favor. Closing number 10 and a half almost everywhere here in Vegas. Gauchos win it by 10 against their rival Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. The Mustangs hanging in there, but their season is over. And uh, let's see what else we've got. 39-25 now at the half. Arizona State up on USC. The winner will get Arizona. Arizona 95-84 knocked off Stanford. That game gets well over the 152. Hits 179. And Arizona by a point. Covers the 10. Win it by 11 over the Cardinal. Oregon had a huge lead of 17. Got uh, chopped up, and uh, Washington State actually led that game, but Oregon came back and closed nicely. They covered the 2.5. They win at 75-70, get over the 133.5, hit 145. And UCLA, nip and tuck, deceiving score, 80-69, to but the Bruins win it by 11. And uh, they were laying 9.5, so you get the win in the cover. Tough one if you had Colorado plus 9.5 as they were in that game and actually led that game with about 6.5 minutes to go. Total 133, game hits 149. Andy, lots of college basketball and just running down some of these games we're going to get into the overnight lines and i'm going to pick your brain to see if we can get some plays from you yeah i don't know i didn't follow the game play by play that uh, colorado ucla game but it may very well have been that the only time ucla was covering was uh, at the final yeah at the final and also if you missed it uh for ucla they lost a major player and it's going to be you know tough now look mick cronin's still one of the better coaches you can maybe expect uh, as you get into the tournament, maybe UCLA, you know, depth-wise to slow it down a little bit. Uh, Clark, of course, out for the season, but they had uh, they had another. Uh, no, it is Jalen Clark. He is out for the year. Yeah, with that Achilles, and so he is gone. And he scores 13 points a game and grabs six rebounds and two assists. So uh, that's a guy that's playing 31 minutes per game. So they'll uh, you know they'll adjust. And if anybody can do it, Mick Cronin, one of the better coaches in the country. Yeah, and it may be more evident uh, when you get to the NCAA tournament 
and you're facing an unfamiliar foe, you might be able to slow it down because the total in that game today, UCLA-Colorado, was 133, and they ended up at 149. So that still went over despite the absence of Clark. And, you know, there's some familiarity between the UCLA and their opponents the rest of the way. But when you figure out uh, the teams that you're going to play in the tournament, Mick Cronin may have an advantage or may be, may be able to minimize uh, the damage caused by the absence of Clark. There you go. All right. So uh, let me see if I can get the schedules on some of this stuff so we can get on rolling as far as the college tournaments uh, moving on down. Let me see if I can get the stuff. I know I've got the lines, but some of the teams still with buys have yet to get in action, and we'll see all those teams tomorrow. So uh, let's go. America East, we know what we have. We have Vermont and UMass Lowell. Uh, That's the final of the American East. We'll get to that line in a little bit. As far as the American Athletic, we've got tomorrow, uh, it'll be Houston taking on East Carolina. Cincinnati and Temple getting action. That's a 4-5 matchup. Memphis and Central Florida. Central Florida getting past SMU with a big second half. And then you've got Tulane and Wichita State. Wichita State knocking off Tulsa today. We'll get to the lines in just a little bit on all these games. Miami will play Duke. That'll be a semifinal matchup. In the ACC tournament, the other will be Virginia and Clemson, so four deserving teams there as you've got the uh, top four seeds making it. Miami, the one seed, Duke, the four, and then the 2-3 matchup with Virginia and Clemson. In the Atlantic Sun, we're already done there. Kennesaw State gets your automatic bid there. In the Atlantic 10, it'll be VCU and St. Louis. Should be a lot of fun. Now, these games will be on Saturday. They get a day off tomorrow. And Dayton and Fordham. So they will have their finale on Sunday. But VCU and and St. Louis and then Dayton and Fordham. So you have the top four in the A-10 also making it to the semifinals. And by, By the way, I wanted to mention on that one, that game is that tournament is being held at Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Oh, I'm sorry, yes. Yeah, and that was part of the reason why I went in the first couple of days with LaSalle and St. Joe's, a short little train ride up from Philadelphia to attend a midweek game when you're supposed to be in class. Uh, The situation now probably favors Fordham, who, of course, is uh, up there in the Bronx, not too far from where the uh, Barclays Center is down in, in Brooklyn. So it'll be like a subway ride for a lot of folks or certainly a very short train ride. So that might favor Fordham, and of course Fordham uh, got through and got their cover tonight. And if I'm not mistaken, I want to say that Fordham actually has a campus in Brooklyn now too. You know, I think they do, but the main campus is up there. Um, I thought they had moved the main campus yeah. from the Bronx to Brooklyn, but you, you might be right. That. But but it, it, in any event, it's a short little distance for their fans. I'll check with Joe Lisi. That's his alma mater. Yeah. Well, they're going to also it's going to be on weekends, so there may be some play, but it's a. It's a bit of a long trip for folks coming from uh, VCU, St. Louis, and Dayton to uh, make it to Brooklyn. There you go. Well, you've got nothing else to do this time of year. And uh, both those programs, VCU and St. Louis, though, good fan bases. Good I, I like, I like a lot VCU. of success. I've liked VCU. What's, I think you said the line is five. Yeah, we'll get to that in just a little bit. Uh, Big East, we've got Marquette uh, going up against UConn tomorrow, and it'll be Xavier taking on uh, Creighton, so you get the uh, top four seeds there. Looking forward to that. Should be two great games. Big Sky, if you missed it, Montana State gutted it out last night. We were still 
uh, we just got off the air before that game went final. Depends when you played that. That line closed at 7, but it was 7.5 pretty much throughout the day. So if you had Northern Arizona, you may have gotten uh, the cover with a couple late free throws with five seconds to go. 85-78, Montana State won the game, and they win the Big Sky second straight year. By the way, it was a nice effort by Northern Arizona, the number 8 seed, to upset Eastern Washington. Usually when you see an upset like that, the team falls in the next game, but not so with Northern Arizona. And they, right, they beat Montana. The, and then they uh, were in a game yeah. uh, last night for uh, a good part of it. Good call. Uh, Big South, we know UNC Asheville got the win against Campbell, and uh, UNC Asheville was the one seed, so they win the Big South. Uh, Big Ten right now with Ohio State advancing. They're going to play Michigan State tomorrow, Purdue out of the bye, uh, double bye. We'll play Rutgers tomorrow. Great defensive effort by Rutgers. Big second half against Michigan, Andy. I would think Rutgers is definitely in, Michigan definitely out. I would say if you're going to choose between the two of them, I would give it to uh, to Rutgers, especially more so if they put on a good effort against Purdue tomorrow. Northwestern and Penn State. I've got both these teams in, and Indiana, Maryland, both those teams in as well from the Big Ten. Those are your other quarterfinal games from Chicago. In the Big 12, we talked about it. It'll be Kansas and Iowa State in the semifinal in Kansas City. Texas, TCU, the other one. We'll get to the lines in just a little bit. Big West, we know we have UC Irvine going up against Cal State Fullerton, and we've got UC Santa Barbara taking on the winner of UC Riverside, UC Davis. That game, second half, just underway. Colonial College of Charleston found a way to get past the four-seed UNC Wilmington. They advance. Uh, Conference USA talked about it. FAU and Middle Tennessee State, one semifinal. North Texas, UAB, the other semifinal. Horizon League, Northern Kentucky gets it done. Knocked off Cleveland State, 63-61. They won the Horizon. Ivy League, Andy's got interest here. He's a Penn guy, and uh, the Quakers actually had Princeton on the ropes. They lost the game at Penn, but they had Princeton by double digits big in the second half. Couldn't hold on. Game went overtime, and Princeton swept Penn. Now they'll meet again in the Ivy League tournament. Just four teams in that tournament. Yale and Cornell, the 1-4 in the other matchup. AI, I'll get to those lines, but uh, your alma mater, Pennsylvania, I asked you, I said, are you going to be on them? You said, I don't think so. Yeah, it's going to be uh, very difficult considering the uh, the way that the last game went. Penn actually had a 17-point uh, halftime uh, lead. The game is actually being played in Princeton, so oh, that's wow. a little bit further advantage for Princeton, who knows that uh, they can overcome a deficit against uh, what's traditionally been their toughest rival. You know, yeah, for you many, know. many years, it was Penn and Princeton alternating yep. at the top of the Ivy League, and they finally went to a tournament a few years ago with the top four finishers. And I think Princeton, Penn, and Yale have been in all four of them, and I think this year Harvard missed out and Cornell has taken its place. There may, be a, may have been one other year where it wasn't those four, but uh, I think it's going to be tough for Penn. Okay. Uh, Metro Atlantic, Iona, and Niagara will be one semifinal tomorrow. St. Peter's and Marist, the other semifinal. It'll be Toledo and Ohio, Kent State, and Akron. Great semifinals there in the Mid-American Tournament. Uh, MEAC, Howard, and Maryland Eastern Shore, North Carolina Central, and Norfolk State. As far as uh, Missouri Valley, your winner was Drake as they handily beat the one seed. They were the two, knocked off Bradley by 20-plus in that final. Mountain West semis, uh, we know uh, one is already set with Boise, uh, I'm sorry, with Nevada, uh, with San Jose State and San Diego State. And uh, then the other one will be the winner of Utah State and New Mexico going up against Boise State right now. It is 38-29. Utah State leads with 3.44 to go. We'll take our final break in just a sec. Let me just update a couple of these others. Merrimack wins the Northeast Tournament, but they do not 
they are not eligible to go. So the runner-up, Fairleigh Dickinson, who lost that game by a point, is going to get that bid there out of the Northeast Tournament. And by the way, led the game virtually wire to wire before fading in the final two minutes. There you go. Ohio Valley, Southeast Missouri State, they were the five seed. They knocked off the two seed, Tennessee Tech, after knocking off the one seed, Moorhead State. So Southeast Missouri State goes to the NCAA tournament for the first time in their history. Uh, Pac-12, UCLA, Oregon tomorrow in one semifinal. Arizona and the winner of Arizona State, USC. Again, the Sun Devils up big. That'll make for a great day tomorrow right here at T-Mobile. Patriot League, Colgate got it done against Lafayette handily. 79-61 to win the final. They were the one seed they deserve to be there. SEC got Alabama going up against Mississippi State in the quarters tomorrow. Missouri and Tennessee. A&M and Arkansas. Kentucky and Vandy. Southern Conference, Furman is in. Uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi out of the Southland, they are in. And uh, the Summit League, Oral Roberts, perfect record like the UNLV Lady Rebels and Lindy LaRock. Same thing for Oral Roberts on the men's side. Sunbelt, Louisiana, Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns, they are in. West Coast, Gonzaga, burying St. Mary's at the Orleans, they are in. And the WAC, we talk about it. It is Sam Houston State and uh, Grand Canyon tomorrow in one semifinal with Utah Valley State awaiting the winner of Southern Utah and Utah Tech. Take our final break. Come back. Have about seven, eight minutes to run down some games tomorrow against the spread using that uh, Westgate Superbook line. We'll do that when we come back. SportsX Radio 101.5 FM, KDWN, Ken Thompson, Andy Isco, Mark Hoke running the show. We'll be right back live from Vegas to wrap things up. Yeah, baby, little Dion coming back, wrapping things up here on a throwback Thursday. Ken Thompson, Andy Isco, wall-to-wall college basketball to be more of the same tomorrow. Harold Presley, former Villanova Wildcat, may join me. Not in a good mood, I'm sure, after the Wildcats bow out, losing to Creighton. But uh, I was talking to Harold earlier today. Uh, We'll see if we can get him on the show tomorrow. Uh, Fran McCaffrey not going to be a happy camper, but he's got nothing to do tomorrow night, I don't think, outside of uh, maybe uh, uh, getting back to Iowa City after the Hawkeyes bow out to running Ohio State. Running a late State. practice. Yeah, exactly, right? The kids are running right now, including his two sons. But, you know, they didn't play that poorly watching the game. Uh, their closeout defense in the corners, like I said, was not good, but give Ohio State a lot of credit. They know their backs are against the wall. They know they have to win out. And be careful, I mean, because – any bid that's stolen by a team like Ohio State is really going to hurt somebody that's probably deserved of being in the Big and Dance. And remember the year Connecticut won those uh, five straight games to win the Big East to make the tournament, go on to win the whole thing. So uh, Holtman can do some uh, yep. motivation as far as Ohio State saying it can be done, kids. No question. I think that was the one in 2011 that I was at when they played Butler in the final, if I'm not mistaken, right? Was that the one UConn? I don't remember if that was okay, one. I thought it was a little was... later than that, but you all might right, be may, right. Maybe may, may right. I mean, I do remember UConn winning that. All I know is it was the worst offensive game I've ever seen in college basketball in person. Uh, I literally went to the bathroom. I came back. Nothing five minutes, happened. Two points scored in five and a half minutes between the two teams. It was that bad. All right, we've got just a few minutes, so I'm going to go rapid fire with AI, with Andy Isco, and uh, college basketball. We're going to go. I uh, do want to update. The Kings beat the Knicks 122-117, cover the two, but the game still stays under the 241 total, and 5-4 Ottawa 
beat the Kraken in Seattle, the Grand Salami does go over. Here are the games for tomorrow. Uh, real quick, I will update ASU up 12 early second half, 39-27 on USC. Utah stayed up 11, 44-33, five seconds to go first half over there at Thomas & Mack. 40-35, UC Riverside up five, 14 minutes to go, Dollar Loan Center. And 48-47, Utah Tech leads Southern Utah, 14-41 to go at the Orleans Arena. Three in Vegas, one in Henderson, all here in the state of Nevada. AI, here we go. Rutgers, Purdue. Purdue minus five and a half. Uh, Michigan State minus three and a half against Ohio State. Pickham, Northwestern, and Penn State. No line. Oh, here it is. Maryland minus one against Indiana. Anything there? Nothing jumps out at me yet, though I might take a look at Indiana. Middle Tennessee State is catching eight against the one-seed Florida Atlantic. I already played FAU. And UAB, North Texas, first line I see, one for North Texas. And that's a contrast in styles with UAB and North Texas. Yeah, so it almost says if you like North Texas, you like the under. If you like UAB, you like the over. I'm leaning right now under, but UAB is a very solid team. American Athletic, Houston minus 22.5 against East Carolina. Cincinnati minus 5 against Temple. Memphis minus 4.5 against Central Florida. And Tulane minus 1 against Wichita State. First one that comes to mind is Memphis. All right, I played Tulane minus one against Wichita State. We'll see how that pans out. Alabama minus seven against Mississippi State. Tennessee minus six against Missouri. Arkansas and Texas A&M, it's the Aggies minus one. And first line I see is Kentucky minus five and a half against Vanderbilt. I know it's effectively a road game for Kentucky and a home game for Vanderbilt, but I'd lean Kentucky. All right, uh, Mac going to be fun. I laid five with Toledo up to five and a half right now against Ohio U. And Kent State minus two against Akron. I could see uh, laying it with, uh, what was the first game, Toledo, Toledo and taking it with Akron. I agree with you there. I own a minus 12 against Niagara and Marist minus one against St. Peter's. Oh, can't. I don't know. That I could play. I'd like to make a case for St. Peter's, but they're not nearly the team that they were last year. No, but they did have today off, as did Iona, so yep. maybe well-rested. Uh, Marquette catching three and a half. There's a four over there at Circa now. Uh, Marquette against UConn, and first line I see is Creighton minus three and a half against Xavier. Might take Xavier plus the points. Duke minus three against Miami of Florida. We talked about this one in Virginia. First line I see minus three and a half against Clemson. Uh, Lean towards uh, Miami. I like Virginia as well if I can buy it down to three. Iowa State, Kansas. Kansas minus five. No line out as of yet. TCU, Texas. Uh, no thoughts on that first game. I want to see what the line is on the Texas-TCU uh, game. UCLA minus six. No line out, of course, because we don't know the next matchup with Arizona. But it looks like, well, at least early on, second half, Arizona State could get there. But UCLA minus six against Oregon. Uh, without Clark, it's going to be tough for UCLA. But this is not the same Oregon team we're accustomed to seeing in past postseasons. UC Irvine minus three against Fullerton. I already played them. We don't know the uh, second matchup as of yet with uh, Riverside. Uh, looking to go against UC Santa Barbara, but Davis only down five to UCR. Uh, looking at Irvine. Grand Canyon, Sam Houston. Sam Houston State minus three. I played a minus two. I bought it down from two and a half to two. It's up to three now against Grand Canyon. Need to do a little bit more work, but looking at uh, Grand Canyon. Other semi not yet available as it's not set. San Diego State minus nine now against San Jose State. Uh, awaiting the Utah State-New Mexico game to see who goes against Boise. Uh, but that's a lot of points to give a Tim Miles-led team. 
Yeah, it is, and maybe I take a look at San Jose in the first half. And uh, what's the total in that one? Uh, total in that game is one twenty-seven and a half. I want to see how the first half uh, plays out, but I might look under in the second half. There are some one twenty-eights around town as well, and then uh, we've got the SWAC Grambling State minus six and a half against Jackson State. No line out as of yet on the other game, and Maryland Eastern Shore against Howard. Howard is minus two, one forty. Your total, no line out. Oh, in fact, we do have a line now. Norfolk State one and a half favored over NC Central. Andy, I don't know how much you uh, do with those uh, conferences? I follow them, but I need to do a little bit more work. My first thought was taking the points with Jackson State against uh, Grambling. There you go. And Deion Sanders, of course, no longer there to run the football program on the Boulder, Colorado. Should be a lot of fun. Real quick on the headline side of things, looks like the Jets have traded for Chuck Clark uh, from the Baltimore Ravens. They did cut Braxton Berrios. Also, the Tennessee Titans, they're going to be cutting pass rusher Bud Dupree, who had trouble uh, staying healthy the last couple of years for the Titans. Get to a bunch of headlines tomorrow as well. But AI, going to be another fun day of college basketball. I'm just hoping I can string some wins together in a row. Hopefully Utah State can close out and get this one for me. Yeah, I'm going to go home, get some work done, hopefully get a good night of sleep to prepare me for a good day of watching. All right, real quick, producer Mark Hoke, big happy camper with his Penn State Nittany Lions taking care of business. Mark Hoke, great stuff for your Nittany Lions, and uh, you're there in the big dance, I would think. Real quick, Mark, what's coming up on your show on Sunday? Uh, as you've got, of course, the Mark Hoke Show, the best in professional wrestling, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. right here on 101.5 FM KDWN. Well, we're going to be going through AEW Revolution, the amazing Iron Man match with MJF and Daniel Bryan. And a whole lot of other stuff. I hear there may be a surprise guest possibly popping in the studio. But I don't want to make a promise yet. All right. Good stuff from Mark Oak. That'll do it for us on a throwback Thursday. 54-48. Utah Tech up six now. UC Riverside up eight on UC Davis. Utah State up 11 at the half on New Mexico. Till tomorrow, you know the rules. No drinking and driving. No texting and driving. Most of all, God bless our troops. God bless you. Live from Vegas, SportsX Radio from PSBR Law Studios. Folks, we love you. For Ken Thompson, for Andy Isco, for Arthur DeCesar and Mark Hoke, have a great evening. Talk to you tomorrow night. God bless. Good night, everybody.